The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. Good evening, everybody. It's Monday. It's Monday, the 13th of November, 2023. My name is Songa Zomabeka, your host. Until 22 hours here on The Viewpoint this evening. Thank you very much to the sports team, as always, on thoroughly engaging and intriguing conversations. As a sports fan, I certainly do enjoy listening to Michael Abramson, whose voice I grew up on. So it's great to finally see the person and be very collegial as we are with one another when we walk past and see each other in the passage. Wishing him a very safe trip home together with the team. This evening's lineup, very interesting, and my gratitude to the production team as well as the program's manager for the wonderful briefing session we have just had. Disability and COSA rituals. The first conversation is with Dr. Nomvo Dwadwahenda, postdoctoral fellow at Stellenbosch's University's Africa Center for HIV and AIDS management. I should repeat that. Postdoctoral fellow at Stellenbosch University, specifically at the Africa Center for HIV AIDS management. Disability and COSA rituals. Now this is something obviously that's going to get a lot of people interested and talking and perhaps I should also engage the conversation in a manner that doesn't necessarily just purely focus on the COSA nation but more broadly speaking in the context of nations within the African continent but the entry point would be the COSA rituals because it's predicated on some research that Dr. Dwadwahenda would have conducted as she pursued her studies. Now, what is it about persons with disabilities that disallows them to enjoy certain rights or privileges even in the light of their culture, of their traditions, of their customs by virtue and only by virtue of their disabilities or what are some of the things that are unique to you by virtue of your disability where then it creates a different setup whatever setup can be defined as in your home or in your community at large i'm minded to reflect as i talk about this on my childhood experiences of rural siskai in the eastern cape former siskai anyway I think a lot of you who have been listening to me for long enough would know I come from Ehew, Whittlesea. And at least I'm going to say this with that as reference, that persons who have albinism, I grew up there, and it still is a term that is largely applied. We call them, and this is an incredibly derogatory term, inkau, inkau being monkey, literally. So a person with albinism, where I come from, would quite easily, ordinarily, and normally be referred to as Inkau. Now, quite how that resonates with the subject matter for this evening's discussion, disability and Kosa rituals, is something to be explored. This research, of course, focuses specific on the area of Amabomvane in the Eastern Cape province, and in the traditional village life of this particular community, there is no such thing as seeing a disability in a person, so something very progressive. The rituals do not allow people 
to discriminate. Their worldview is based on collectivism, Ubuntu. Of course, we know Ubuntu is an African philosophy that promotes the common good of society and includes but not limited to humaneness. Each person is an integral part of society. So in this case and in this context, we're here to celebrate the progress of some of the dogmas, the stereotypes perhaps that might have previously been held on persons with disabilities, looking at the Amabombane community as not necessarily as a template, but certainly as a reference point to what African communities can do when Ubuntu is at the heart and is the basis of community living. And whilst we are on the topic, perhaps somebody who is familiar with Inriti, of course it's Kosa Stolik, or Kosa cannot be translated, is what I've just said. Inriti is where one person has a finger that at birth or very soon thereafter has been cut. What, what, what is the basis for that? In other words, here's a fully abled hand that is disabled if cutting a portion of the finger qualifies as a disability. What informs that? What is the cultural significance of that? And, and, and what are other forms of cultural identities and cultural practices which, if one looks at them scientifically, can quite easily conclude that this now creates a disability or creates a person to live with a disability. Imagine female genitalia, female genital genital mutilation, for instance, in parts of Africa. I would imagine that qualifies or would easily qualify scientifically anyway or clinically as a disability, but it nonetheless is something that is done on the basis of culture, on the basis of language. How do these things, where you are and whatever your experience in relation to these things are, how have they impacted quantitatively and qualitatively especially the value of your life? I would love your thoughts on that. But Dr. Nombo Dwadwahenda is on the line, postdoctoral fellow at Stellenbosch University's Africa Center for HIV and AIDS. Siswam, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SAFM. I'm looking forward to this discussion. Thank you so much for welcoming me, Songezo, and I'm also looking forward to it. Let's talk about first the inspiration for the topic and how you got to conclude that Amabomvane in the Eastern Cape, that region in the former Transkai, would be a good place to start. And what are some of the things that are incidental discoveries in your research? So locate for us the research and, and, and the province and the geography of its location. Okay, thank you very much. Well, Amabomvane are located in Wabomvane which in English is called Eliodale. In this course, it is Etoha. Mm, this is a place, yes. This is a place of people who are rooted in their cultural beliefs and customs, who are still holding to them as they were introduced to them by their forebears. It is a place of rolling hills, a beautiful place to behold. That is the place we call Wabomvana. Mm. Mm. In the, the former trans sky. Why would you have gone there? Because, I mean, I would imagine it 
would have troubled you. I'm I'm speculating, of course. I would imagine it would have troubled you or you would have seen something that piqued a particular interest or it's something that you would have discovered in the course of your academic journey or just a very deeply personal experience. And to the extent that you can share with us, please do. Why would you pursue the relationship between culture, tradition, rituals, to use your language, and disability? What would have sparked that? Okay, thanks. When growing up, I grew up in a home where Ubuntu was practiced. My home in Kukuleto, it was a go-to home by indigenous people who were coming from my father's land, Etsomo, from Etsomo. My father, was one of those learned people, but who still held to his rituals and convictions and traditional beliefs. So since my home was a go-to home, and it was during the past laws there, people would arrive by bus and come, and they did not have to inform you that they are coming down because some lost their husbands who were working in the mines and my father would welcome them. And when they arrived in my home as children and as siblings, we would sleep on the floor and back in the day, you wouldn't ask. And it it never bothered us because we didn't see anything wrong with that. Mm The elders had to sleep in beds while we slept on the floor. And we enjoyed it because they were telling us fables and insomi, mm-hmm. amabali, which is lacking today. And during that time, we developed, I developed a scope, a broader scope, because the lessons, the indigenous lessons, they would narrate to us while we are sleeping there at night and we are listening to these fables. So Ubuntu in that manner captured my mind. And when growing up and then my my first now profession was education. And I happened to, my first teaching lessons were in a school for children with intellectual disabilities and I taught there for 10 years. And now I started to relate when I saw these kids at school, these learners, I noticed that there was something missing, but I could not put my finger. Mm. What was it? What was it? I noticed that not a single day, their parents would come and ask them for, 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 for rituals while their parents would come and say their other siblings in the mainstream schools would have a ritual. But not once did I hear for these ones. Then that ignited my curiosity. And then I decided that this is the line that I need to follow for my PhD, but using Ubuntu and which was not easy for me. You must remember now I grew up in the township. Now having to go to 
Kwabomvana, which was deeply rural, which still is, by the way, even though you can see now the footprints of colonialism, which came with urbanization. And there are some people who are slightly township-wise, but there are elders who are still holding on. So my supervisor suggested that, Nomvo, if you want to come with a study that contains innovation, that will be a wow. You need to go to Kwabomvane. I will accompany you. Remember, I've never been there. I've heard about Tamabomvane, mm. people who were putting on the red blankets, whereby when, when, when colonialism introduced a, a, a migrant labor system, they separated them. They did divide and rule. They came up with the terms, the school people and the red people. Amak and the Amak. red people were Amakaba. And the school ones were the educated. And then I felt, wow, this is an opportunity for me to go and learn. And remember, Songe, so my going there, I went there with an open mind because I had to unlearn all the open things that I have now learned in growing up to start having an open mind and learn from those people. So mm. that was my journey. Sure, and perhaps I should actually just quickly expand on the term Amakaba that we have just used, using parts of your research. The Bomvana people are associated with the red okra. They used to decorate their faces and the beautiful beaded red blankets worn when attending traditional functions. Now, Amakaba, specifically Kaba, is to paste or to use as a lotion, and the lotion's color is red. This is usually associated with illiteracy or associated with lack of exposure to academia in the formal sense of what you and I would probably have been predisposed to as of the kind we are engaging now. And that has tended to separate or create classes even within communities. And this particular community, Amabomvana, is where is the re where the research at least comes from. After the break, I propose to engage the focus of your study, particularly the three rituals that mark important stages in a person's life. Efugwini, obviously, that is a unisex one at birth, behind the door, as it were, and the significance of the first couple of days and what has come to characterize that very critical stage of the transition from being the womb in the other world into the physical world as we now enjoy. So Efugwini, that's the first part of the three rituals that the study focused on. In Donjane, the female initiation rite, the male equivalent would therefore be Uluwaluko. So between Efugwini, in Donjane and Uluwaluk, in Donjane and Uluwaluk are being for girl and boy, respectively, the transition from woman and manhood, from from girl, from being a girl to a woman, from being a boy to a man. Sis Nombo, we're going to continue after the break. Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614 a very good evening, Songhez, and your guest. Uh, I'm just sending up this message from Ngajana Administrative Area, Ekoha, Elodil, in the Eastern Cape, where I'm working for. Uh, I think that is, was, uh, your guest was doing a very good assignment in terms of coming down to the deep rural areas 
covering investigating of what happened in terms of our beliefs and customers mm. so we are looking forward as people who are from these villages of ekoha uh, to get those particular information so we are looking forward on a serious note she must leave her contact details so that at the end of the day we must take that information back to our communities Bayete, bayete bau wandi le sabule la gakulu goluvo loako nangu pefum la glomba ubalulege kanga What did the blacks call disable before colonization? I read that verbatim, and I probably should say that it might have been a little more palatable if it read what did African communities refer to persons with disabilities before colonization. I'm going to take a dab or a stab at that, this novel, I would say there are two words that come to mind um, if I don't use the word disability. I would either say isikwala, isikwala, somebody who is crippled, yes. direct translation anyway. Yes. Alternatively, isidalwa, which is more humane, isidalwa, a creation, albeit different, yes. a creation nonetheless. Can you just... Before we get into the three focus areas between Efuguini, Indonjana, Ulalogo, just talk to us about the significance of these terms. Isikwala, a crippled, or Isidalwa, a creation? Yes, a creation, remember. Amabomvane, I will take, I always take this conversation back to the Bomvane, this discussion. Amabomvane, hmm. believe in the supreme being. Amabomvane, when they were called Amakaba, because when when colonialism came, they looked at them as the heathen people, not knowing, this is what I've been told by Amabomvana, that through their ancestors, they were serving the supreme being who we call Utsiko. Hence, everybody is seen as God's creation. That's why they were calling a person with a disability is a dialogue. Mm. Some would say, is a koala, you know, if you have got an impairment, mm. Mm. people would also acknowledge it, but the people were not negative about it because it was not communicated in a negative attitude. Mm. That is what I was told. Mm. But now with the term disability, the Bomvana people say, we do not have such a term here. And that term comes, it brings stigma and discrimination. It's a Western term, term which is not acceptable by them because a person, in a person with disability, they see a human being, not disability. They measure a disability according to functionality. There is a code one of the things I learned was the code of Amabomvana. Amabomvana, they have a code they live by. Even if you have a disability, if you do everyday activities, you participate in the community, you till the land, you go where Umtimbi, Ukoyo, you are always with the, with the people, with your fellow men, they don't see disability in you. Mm. So this was also another shock and a lesson for me to learn. Here's a word that I thought of as you were giving this account. The word indolent for those, oh, my English. I-N-D-O-L-E-N-T, indolent. 
wanting to avoid activity or exertion. In other words, a very lazy person. You can get a perfectly otherwise, open, close quote, able-bodied person who does absolutely nothing. So his or her presence in a given space at a given time is of no value to that community because he or she doesn't move the needle one bit. And yet you can have Umtu who has a disability or Isikwala or Isidalwa who contributes by virtue Mm. of her presence, by using her mind or his mind, by using her hands or his hands, or doing things that advance the collective gain for that society. And again, I'm using the term deliberately collective gain because the word Ubuntu is central to the way of life of the Bomvana people. I, I thought I should just add that. In other words, there wouldn't be such a term because the culture itself does not recognize that. It's, I mean, I'm going, going off on a tangent here. It's like trying to understand divorce in an African context. It's very difficult to get any particular process because divorce in itself was never considered as African people set up their affairs. It just was not an option because you bind not just the two people to this marriage, but you bind their ancestors as well. How then as a living being do you separate ancestors on the basis of a divorce in the physical world? That's the importance of that. But can we please focus on your research because... Efukuini is an incredibly important stage for the woman in a given family and for the baby who is new into this family and society more broadly speaking. So let's talk about that and the significance of what your research uncovered. Efukuini is a birth ritual which is done in every Bomvana home because that falls within the code of ethics of Amabomvana. A child, a baby, when is born and the mother is in separation, in seclusion, that baby then is brought back by slaughtering a goat and they call it ukukajwa. When in other cultures within the Kosa nation, we use the term imbeleko. Amabomvana use ukukajwa because that child uh, is a toddler now because there is this meat the child must must eat, you know, when he comes from a Fuguin. This child is introduced, the significance of that ritual is to introduce the child to the ancestors because one indigenous healer told me, Nomvo, here there is a register of people in each household which is kept by the ancestors if you don't do that ritual mm, they yeah. will when they visited night they will ask who is this one mm, mm, hence mm. even if a person has got a disability you have to do it because whatever you do for the for the for the ancestors you do it with respect if you are disrespectful to another person or because of his or her disability your ritual will be rejected. Interesting. Very interesting. In fact, I've been to a couple of these Efugwini equivalents. Of course, I had Mbeleko for myself as a way of introducing me to my ancestors and to the community at large. And I've even been to a West African equivalent, which would be called an outdooring. And again, I think the theme and thesis of Africanness is consistent between what the West Africans refer to as an outdooring, what at home we refer to as imbeleko, 
where you literally take the skin of the goat and you use that to make the baby warm, hence imbelego, or efuguin, everything that you have just said. Very important and culturally significant in that African communities, albeit different, very much the same. Let's talk about something we and often don't... Yes, just one yes, point. Yes. Just one point. You know, another significance to that birth ritual, according to Amabombwana, is that when you do that ritual, even when a child can go and work in the big cities, mm. because you have cemented him by doing that ritual, he comes home to do the rituals and stand in the tittering post because he knows it's where he belongs. There's something calling him back. Absolutely. That is very significant. And you dare not do certain things out of open, close quote, out of now being better or having graduated to better spaces because that can be incredibly dangerous for one who turns one's back to one's identity. Um, that's a conversation for another day that I was thought that, that, that I thought to make reference to, given what you have just said. We are running out of time. We have only four minutes. I've got time, just very briefly, for a call: oh eight six triple zero twenty thirty two. If you're at home, you want to breathe light and life into this conversation or add a dimension to it, you're certainly welcome to do so. Please call oh eight six triple zero twenty thirty two. I've seen a couple of voice notes coming through. Sir Pebs is a loyal listener of ours from Cape Town, originally from Port Elizabeth. Pagisa Pepeta, thank you so much, dear sir, for your contribution. There's a voice mail voicemail there's a something that says yeah in india they were called lepers this is now in response to the equivalent of what a person with a disability is a leper because at least traditionally from leprosy let's talk about indonjana something we don't hear enough of and about we certainly hear more certainly of ulwaluko the female equivalent indonjana female initiation right what's that all about yes Yes, the female initiation right, they see it as very important in their culture, the Bomvana people, because they say the daughter, the child, when you reach puberty, the girl has to learn about the responsibility of her own home in future. And you are being taught about womanhood. You learn about sexual reproductive health and how to protect yourself from contracting STIs. All that is landed through that Indonjani period. Very quickly, let's go to Ulalugo for the male equivalent. Ulalugo, Mabomvane say, if you don't go through a circumcision and go to the bush, you become a boy. In fact, all the process say that. You Please cannot sit yeah. and converse with men because you will always be a boy until you go there for circumcision. So to them, it's about teaching males responsibility and to take a social responsibility in society, to be a part of society and learning to take leadership in your own household. I do have a question for you. Just please note it because I would love for you to respond to it. And I just really want to use this question as a throw forward for the conversation that follows with Ms. Peli Sangomo, development economist and the board chair of Oxfam South Africa, specifically engaging social security. 
Would there be a need, therefore? I, I think the answer to this question is no, because they are not in any way othered, at least from the points you have made. But would there be special dispensation of a kind of a social protection for persons with disabilities in the Abamomvana community, given the fact that they have full right and title like everybody else? Or, if not social protection is the term, would there be special accommodation just to accommodate the reality of their disabilities? In other words, how does society move in that space or in that community okay. of Ekoha around persons with disabilities? Or what are the provisions that are made for the physical realities thereof? That's a question I'd like for you to please respond to. I'm going to take a quick call and a very quick call at that from Sinengleba okay. along the R61 in the former trans guy. Sinengleba, good evening. Uh, uh, one thing I want to say is that uh, when it's more spiritual than physical. Mm. And one thing I've, I've realized that here in Baba is that people who, men who have, who failed in will be regarded less of a man while as they are fully introduced to, to their ancestors while, while they are back, let's say uh, a man went to, uh, a boy went to Ndabeni and then maybe he failed and went to a hospital. And then in community, he will be regarded, he will be regarded less of a man while as in, 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 a, in an ancestral way, he is introduced to his ancestors. And one thing I would like to mention is that in Isiko, in Godhouse, I would mention three things which are the core component of Isiko, which is one, a boat or a ship, which will be sorted at Mekoikazi, as well as And two would be Umkomboti, and Umkomboti, or Mekoikazi, and then those two are um, um, and, 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 and other things, women will be wearing umpas or mechanical imbo, and those things, things I, I would say would be would constitute to mistake. And people, I want to say, people do mistaken. Snengleba, sorry, but um, I, I want to interrupt you only because I don't have time. I'm just going to give this opportunity to Dr. Nomvo Dwadwaenda, postdoctoral fellow at Stellenbosch University's Africa Center for HIV and AIDS Management talking about in this last 30 minutes or so disability and Kosa rituals focusing in the region of Eliotdale, Ekoha, otherwise, Apo Amabomvana Akoyo. Sisi, from what Sinengweba has said, and I think I largely agree, because rituals and rites are um, a very spiritual thing more than they are a physical thing, and he made Yes, I agree too. To I agree too. Umkombo, the traditional beer, Impepo, the incense equivalent that speaks to our ancestors, that creates an environment where the ancestors can visit and of course dress being an important part of honoring the spiritual world just like you would go to an event dressed appropriately you go to a closer ritual dressed appropriately in a manner that appeases if you will the ancestors do you want to respond to my question earlier on in relation to oh, yes. social protections i've been dying any? to respond to your question sure. i've been dying to respond to it you know this is a very good question i spoke to traditional circumcision surgeons. I spoke to the elders, I spoke to the chiefs, and this was the focus of my study. I wanted to know exactly what happens when a person has disability now, other men don't have it, boys go 
to the bush and then they told me no nomfo even if he has disability depending on the condition mm. of disability maybe the severity of disability what they do if a person is severely the disability is severe the person would be taken if the person cannot sleep on hard surface mm, mm, in the pool mm. the person is taken they go to that home they perform all the rituals then that person can go because he is under the department of health they do whatever they have to do with regards to circumcision on the day that the boys the young men now amakwala are coming out that man comes and joins them and the respect he earns is similar to those one because they are on danga mm, mm, they mm. know each other they grew up together so there is no discrimination or exclusion those who can walk who don't have a severe disability but walking to the bush can be difficult they are taken by a car to go to the bush to be with them to so there is a way a provision which is made which i found to be very stimulating fantastic and like a breath of fresh air to me i would love more time to discuss the conversation with you because i think it helps to advance society's understanding of why people do things that they do that are different from the things that we do and it is not because they are of a lesser cerebral um offering but simply different and i think this would go a long way in changing particular stereotypes that form part of the broader social project of discrimination and subjugation and superiority over inferiority so this is incredibly important with and in many respects it would go a long way in engaging the question of tribalism i mean it's not to say these issues are just black and white but they're very much black and black issues so this research is important thank you sisnom for much appreciate for your time oh thank you very much i wish we had an hour to go <laughs> i wish we had the whole show to go unfortunately the show must go on 20 hours 40 dr nombo dwadwa henda postdoctoral fellow at in stellenbosch universities Africa Center for HIV and AIDS Management talking to us this evening about disability and the POSA rituals a focus on ECOHA